0: the intro before have you not i just love it <laughs> i dance to it
1: every time
0: <laughs> so do i to be fair Me good Rats- day everybody and welcome to the going concern i can't believe they actually allowed us to keep the pilot up and running so we've been invited well It was our show, but we've come and done a second (laughs) show for you all. The pilot wasn't taken down and we were able to carry on. So, the Going Concern, a fortnightly talk show podcast where we answer your questions. Every two weeks, we hang around these microphones and we talk about all the wonderful questions or issues, which include the weird, the wacky, the wonderful, and the Downright outrageous. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Patrick, a chartered accountant and owner of a accounting firm called Boffix, a QuickBooks certified trainer UK with a fancy new logo, and that QuickBooks chap on YouTube. And as always, I'm joined with my co host, the one and only Rachel. How's it going, Rachel?
1: Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Rachel. I am a TEDx speaker. I'm an author. I'm a business owner. But most importantly for today, I am an accountant. I am the founder of She uh, and director of Strivex Accountants, which is a wonderful, if I say so myself, female led accountancy practice. So we've got a cracker in store for you today. But first of all, we're just gonna run through exactly how it works, how you can get your questions to us and uh, what it's all about. So if... Um, you are listening back our usual time to go live is 12 30 p.m uk time so we're trying to catch people on their lunch break so if you will listening to it back at a later time you can join us live where we can answer your questions in real time which is way more exciting uh, if you subscribe to our platforms you can also get involved Uh, with the show and ask us your questions in the chat box so this show really is for you guys for uh, maybe young budding accountants uh, accountants with their own practice or business owners and it's access all areas so you can ask us anything Uh, we are now live on the podcasting services all around the globe so feel free to subscribe on your podcasting service of choice so we have got some absolute crackers in store for you today you guys round two did not disappoint i'd say it's almost better than the pilot so let's open the mailbag aaron are you ready for the first question
0: i was born ready i am ready i'm waiting (laughs) go on rachel let's get this first question out there
1: okay so we've been asked i am currently a trainee accountant looking to develop my skill set further as i progress through my aat qualifications my question is, when you were both training to be accountants, what extracurricular activities did you find helpful to get you both where you are today?
0: What a question. And you know what I love about this question more than anything is really, like, a lot of people need to kind of take heed of this question and, and think about what our responses are here because, you know, getting your qualification is, is definitely important and it should be your main focus. But being an all-round accountant and being able to progress and wanting to get that little bit step further and be ahead of your peers and everything else is all going to be about what else you bring to the table because the qualification becomes a great you've got a qualification that's wonderful um but actually the real substance of how far you're going to go and what where your career is going to take you and everything else is going to be everything else you bring to the table so i i i absolutely love this question because it it's about thinking about outside the box isn't it it's about thinking about You know, what else can you do? So, so for me, like I loved, um, problem solving, I love Excel and I love all that sort of thing. So I really went into Excel, um, um, properly in terms of making sure I understood how to do V lookups and how to do all those sort of things. And then suddenly I became the, the Excel guy in my, in my practice. And it was, you know, I, I, it gave me a leg up and everything else um but also i think business awareness is so huge as well and one of the things i've challenged my trainees to do and as they're going through their ranks and everything else is i've challenged them to have a go at having their own little small business you know it doesn't have to take over their lives it doesn't have to you know be 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 everything for them but just an ebay store or something or an etsy store or something small like that they just get so much awareness of what to expect and when problems occur and and they can have those conversations with clients. So, you know, Rachel, what what sort of things would you would you push for, and, and what would you want to do, and what or what did you do in yours? Because you mm. didn't do the typical um, kind of AAT ACA route, did you? You've kind of gone a different. Yeah,
1: different so I think model. in terms of extracurricular like while you're doing AAT, and if it if it really is about like letting other people within the firm know what your intentions are, I think so often people forget to state the obvious. So if you're looking at what extracurricular activities you could do to make your intentions known that you'd like to progress, I'd say number one is tell people you would really like to progress. Like your managers aren't psychic. And if your intention really long-term is like, I want to be a partner in the firm and like my career plan, I need to make you aware of it. So that like if opportunities come up, you can go for them. So first thing is state the obvious. It isn't as obvious as you think. Um, Secondly, yeah, absolutely. Excel is a... an amazing all-round life skill not just uh for accountants um Aaron and I aren't sponsored by Microsoft but we both <laughs> love Excel and it, it just from from start to finish will will make you a better accountant and and give you another life skill so 100% really really get stuck into Excel if you haven't already um one thing would be to really get involved in networking um so I did my AAT qualification at a top 75 so it's quite a big firm there was 100 members of staff and lots of different departments so some ex- extracurricular activities could be something as simple as if people play golf every Tuesday, ask if you can go. Like I literally played golf. There was a cricket team. There was a five side football team. I still don't know how to play cricket, but I went like, it just is great networking. And it does mean that if if you stated your intentions, you're networking with the managers anyway. um, And you're doing all of this extra stuff. If something comes up and if an opportunity comes up, you'll be the first person on everybody's lips and they'll all be talking about you And like having advocates within a firm, within a business and within a network can change your life. I like having having advocates and people that, you know, when you're not in the room, they'll make sure that that you are talked about in a positive light. And they're really sort of uh, cheerleaders for you is very important. And like networking is a really, really good way to make sure um, that happens. And it it can like even in my career, I, I see a direct correlation between networking and progression.
0: Yeah, I think you've spot on there because for me, like my personal story of how I got to where I was today was I was known as the QuickBooks guy and the software guy and the geeky guy and, you know, whatever, whatever phrase you want to do. But <laughs> I, the reason that I'm known as the QuickBooks chap now is because I got that opportunity at the top, same as you, top 75 firm to go and really dive deep into them and, and go to the cons and go to the extra extra uh, elements they've got so I could really understand the product and and understand it Um, and if it wasn't for those opportunities then I wouldn't be where I am today and the only reason I got those opportunities is exactly what you just said it's that network and it's you know you're in a peer of however many people in those sort of situations and you need to be able to stand out and be the one that's going to get first thought of when certain things come along Um, and the only reason that they knew who I was and even knew my name was because I Push myself, got myself out yeah. there. So you're absolutely spot on. Like networking is gonna be so important, and 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 it gives you that identity, and you're not just that number. And that's the that can be the problem sometimes in those bigger accounting firms of, of standing out. So yeah, I think I'd say like
1: this as well. Like for Aaron and for I, for I, for Aaron and I, like this and the going concern. Really, we wanted to create a platform that was like extracurricular, like platforms for young or like progressing accountants to be a part of. Like I was just telling Aaron before we came live, uh, we had someone come and do work experience with us this week who I have met through the YouTube channel. And like this as it, in, in itself is an extracurricular activity that we really want to create a platform and an open space and a community for young accountants to be able to ask these questions and really feel encouraged and, and to network and to really feel like they have a close relationship with us as well, because it it's definitely my motivation. I know it is Aaron's as well is, we wanted to create the platform, the content, and the resources that what like that weren't available when we were in this place. It was just it, I had to go to cricket. I'd much rather be watching this on YouTube. So like that is a big motivation of uh, for for both of us is to really create what we needed when we were training, and this this is a really big part of that. So um, hopefully that's answered your question. And Aaron, what's the next question?
0: Oh, I love this question. It's a simple one. And it's straightforward, but I want to hear your answer. So, what is the best bit about your job? So, we've only got an hour of this one, so
1: (laughs) we literally could talk about it all day, (laughs) literally all day. Um, okay, if I had to pick one, is it one? My only last bit one.
0: Well, they didn't elaborate on one It just said the best bit. So, you know, if you've got a top five, let's (laughs) keep it at that a maximum.
1: Uh, I'd say from like actually delivering accountancy services, I think so often accountancy is overlooked at what a difference it can make to somebody. So to be able to take clients, uh, from an idea all the way through to maybe landing seed investment with an angel is incredible. I think taking people from a side hustle to something that's able to leverage them getting a mortgage for the first time is incredible and i think so often it is overlooked what a personal and like really impactful relationship the accountant and client is so the first one is where we are able to make a difference and that was always very important to me and the second is creating connections and being able to introduce people so recently um Someone reached out to me on Instagram asking if they could come and do work experience with me. But they actually live up north near Arran, And I said, like, I'm really sorry. I can't help you. But like, actually, I know someone who can. And I think it's it's free. It's easy and it's kind for me to do that. And it doesn't cost me anything. But like that could be the connection that gives someone work experience, that gives them a job that changes their life. And making those introductions and those connections is Incredible for me, and it's something that I I really really enjoy. That like building a sense of community and people never forget that you were the person that introduced them. And it it's free. Like at every single onboarding call, whenever I speak to a prospective client, I say to them, apart from accountancy and finance, what can I do to help you? Like we've got nearly three hundred clients, ranging from so many different things. Like can I introduce you to somebody? Do you want to go on a podcast? Do you need help with your website? Do you want someone to run over your contracts and you need to speak to a solicitor? Like, do you have lasting powers of attorney with it built within your business so you know what happens if something happened to you? Like, there's so many different things, and like building that network and growing it, it grows our business too, you know. Like people buy into that and they they feel like family and they feel very close to you. Sorry, that wasn't quite an hour, but it was it was pretty close. What about you, Aaron? What's the what's the best what's the best bit about your job? Well,
0: just just following on for that though, I think you know. It it yeah. is a network yeah you're right but I think it's a community isn't it I think that's that's what you're building like you're building this little community of like-minded individuals people who are wanting to help each other out and if you you know if you ask that question bluntly like you do and, and you have that you're weeding out the people who might not want to yeah. help out and might not you know might be a bit more and I think that's a good thing because they're the sort of clients that you want and they're the sort of ones that are going to help build it for you Um, and it's so obvious
1: it feels so obvious right (laughs) like me saying to a prospective client what can i do to help you let's say they're brand new business and they need to build a website i have a client who's a web developer so that client's happy that i've referred work to them this client is happy because i've actually asked them what can i do to help you because i think so often other business owners don't ask each other can i help you like do you need anything um do you can i leave you a review do you want me to record a little video and tell me tell you about my experience with you like so often people don't do the stuff that's really obvious and then that's what sets us apart is because we're doing the obvious stuff like i'm referring work to one client i'm helping another client and then they're so built into me because i introduced them they then become my client like exactly but everyone else is missing the point
0: <laughs> and and also you doing it without a hidden agenda you're building up trust on both ends you're you know it's it it's just like you said it's why more people aren't doing it i don't know but it it is one of those things isn't it where you know you're building that rapport with clients you're giving them those opportunities and they are just they're going to flourish because of it and they're you know they're improving you're improving and it's yeah it's just a community of, of of passing around so back to the question of my best bits I'm completely agree with you in terms of helping others and feeling valued and it like we'll harp on to this for the rest of our lives i think but this whole (laughs) pandemic has just shown how you know accountants are are a required source for small businesses and you know our, our aim is to go out there and make sure that we're not prohibited to any small business like we small businesses should get that support and that should be minimum of what they have and 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 the pandemic shown that is the fact that they need that support and you know there's been so many heartfelt messages that we've had and conversations i've had with clients over this last year or two years and it's been you know so humbling to kind of learn and and understand those bits that maybe before they've just not needed to tell us or on you know we've not needed to go down in that route but you know, you really do get that chance to to, to talk to them, and it, it's just it's it's such a fulfilling part of the job to then yeah. turn it around and help them and move them back from despair to something that's flourishing again, and 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 that's exactly why why we do it. But I think my other bit as well is prior to being an accountant, I wanted to be a teacher, and teaching just never fell fell in my lap. It was never never the right career choice for me. But as an accountant, you are a teacher. You're teaching every day. You're training every day. You're you're getting that opportunity that itch and you're you're going out there and, and and trying to improve people's um perspective on business and perspective on on everything because that's what the accountant's role is it's to teach and and, and improve and, and push them forward and a bit of compliance there as well so yeah. you know my worst bit of the job's compliance but my best bit's everything else so great <laughs> from that the <laughs> yeah exactly right exactly right so I believe it's me for the next question again. Yes. So Rachel, which version I oh, let's start again. Which version I should do of auditing and reporting, like UK or international? I'm doing professional exams of ACCA. Rachel, what's your first part from this one?
1: So within ACCA, you actually have a couple of optional modules. So this person is asking, Mm -hmm. should I do the UK audit reporting exam or the international? And my answer to that, I'm going to I'm going to accountant on you is say it depends. And (laughs) my answer to that, whenever you're given the opportunity to, to decide which module you'd like to take is which module can you leverage to gain the most in your career or personally or professionally? So if if you're not going to work internationally, definitely choose UK Audit. However, if you'd like to become an international auditor, now's your chance. Here you go. Consider this a trampoline. Up you go. And you should definitely sit the international audit exam. And I think this opens the floor up to a different conversation about elective modules and, and how, how you leverage them. Sometimes I remember when I was doing AAT and there was some uh, elective modules, I just kind of thought I'll do one that I'm interested in and one that I think is easy to pass. So I think I did credit control and then I did personal tax. And I think it gives you such an opportunity. And before we came live today, I was telling Aaron about I, I'm currently doing uh, an executive MBA, so a master's in business. And I was able to pick the modules that I could really leverage to, to grow the business in a in a better in a better way. And I just sat one of those modules and it, it was incredible. So it's used it as an opportunity, you know, like you're you given electives for a reason and this is the juicy bit. You get to you get to choose what what content you're you're taking in. What about you, Aaron?
0: I, I definitely agree with what you said there. And I think also the depends bit really it, it gives you that opportunity to think about also how to be kind to yourself because, you know, the international one will open up some really good avenues for you if you're interested in that route. And it again, it's that where that depends, come from, isn't it? If you're interested in auditing, auditing is what you want to do and you want to go far in it, then yes, the international one is a, a great part to put on your CV. It's a great point to have It's a great way of distinguishing yourself. But after all that, if you're, you know, if you're looking really to be more into accounts or tax or any of the other modules, and that's what your passion is, then be easy on yourself and i'm not saying it's the easy route because it's still going to be difficult (laughs) but it's a lot easier to go down the uk route and not to take that extra burden on um so i that's that's honestly every person's different and when we go through with our staff members and we're talking about options and we're talking about everything else it's not just what their end goal is but it's where they are in this point in time you know do they do they, are they in a position where they can take on that extra burden or are they in a position where they're better off going with the route that's going to be the most straightforward for them and they're not going to have the most drama and, and everything else that goes with it. But, you know, right to ask the question. Um, personally, auditing's never been my forte anyway. So personally, I would be looking to try and keep it as simple as possible. But everybody's different. So, you know, well, if auditing's your jam, then go for it.
1: What a great segue into the next question, which we're spilling some tea today, ladies and gents. Someone's <laughs> asked, is it true that accountants don't like auditors? Aaron, the floor is yours.
0: <laughs> well, now, have I got a story to tell about an auditor or two? Please remember, now-
1: you're live on Big Brother, do not swear. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly right. Now, as accountants we should be working hand in hand with our auditors and helping fellow auditors because at the end of the day we're all going through the same profession we all should be re- rating the same um uh, set of accounts and we should all be g- g- governed by the same rules and everything else but unfortunately yes there is a bit of a divide between <laughs> accountants and auditors but i think actually the Biggest divide ever is auditors and business owners. So, mm. you know, we are that we're that in between. We're the sometimes we're the ones who have to try and try and weather the storm. Try and you know, try and fight for both sides. Try and find that that middle ground. You know, I'm trying to think of the a- analogy, but which country it is? But there's that country that's always the middle ground. Is it Switzerland? Yeah, maybe Switzerland, whichever yeah. one it is. Yeah. Um, so we have to keep both sides of the equation and we have to try and be neutral but it is difficult it is difficult and you've got to remember like again i'm not the biggest auditor fan in the world but their job is to find mistakes and find errors and find issues and find problems and rip your work apart that's what they're that's their whole release yeah
1: Yeah, exactly
0: exactly spot on rachel spot on (laughs) So if, they're, if their job is to find all these issues and problems and errors and everything else that you've got with them, then you've just got to accept that they'll find something because that's what they're going to be looking for. So, you know, find, <laughs> let, let them do their job, work with them as best you can and move on. Um, Rachel, what's your personal. opinion on them? How, um, about, just
1: sorry, just
0: change the thing slightly, how much auditing have you done so far? Is it something you enjoyed or not enjoyed or...?
1: Yes, I did audit exams and I did some work experience in the audit department. And like, I, I'm i an ISTJ personality type. Like, I love rules. German was my favorite language to study. Like, I love rules and I love it. But I think there is part of it that sometimes isn't a nice job, which is it is your job to literally airdrop into a business and find mistakes. And like, that's Aaron and I, I think, both gravitated towards accountancy because there's such an opportunity to help. And yeah. quite often, people don't choose to have audits. They're normally uh, like compulsory they have to as a business so like no one has chosen to have the service no one wants the service and you go in and tell people what they're doing wrong so like it's not rewarding but like if your personality type is very data driven and actually you really like finding mistakes because it is really satisfying then you would be very well suited to it um I'm james isette's girlfriend's an auditor so like it's a no, <laughs> it's a no from me uh but like <laughs>
0: moving up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what's the next question Aaron
0: <laughs> oh just just on that one though I have how much experience have you had in order to kind of um you issues before have you got anything that would cause any um, concern for so you I,
1: we will I before I started the, the business I actually worked in I spent some time in industry and we like we were audited oh. we we elected to have yeah. have an audit um yeah. Which was really, really good. I think if you are a financial manager within a, within a firm and you're being audited, it's a really good opportunity to understand, like, as an accountant, do I have a blind spot? Like, I can yeah. come into a business yeah. and implement lots of processes, but, like, we we do all become blind to things. And for me, it was a really great opportunity to understand, like, were there gaps in the process? The answer was no, which was great. But, like, it's a really good, really good opportunity to to leverage it. So I would say, like, even if, you know, you haven't chosen to have an audit, they all of these things are opportunities, and like take it as one, take it as a chance, either as a business owner or as an employee in a firm to really improve yourself, improve the processes, and improve the accuracy of of the work that you're doing.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's right. And one thing I don't want people to go away with is that we're saying that don't become an auditor, but uh, yeah, just. So I mean, like, you if you love if right you
1: love problem solving, you love mm. finding errors and mistakes, which a lot of people really do, and they they find that very rewarding. It would be an amazing job for you. Uh, my, yeah. Mine, I know yours, is more about like connection and building long term relationships, which auditors yeah. don't get. Um, also, if you like travel. So lots lots of audit is, is on site. So when we worked at the top 75, there's an audit department. Yeah. Uh, you got to go to all sorts of different countries to do. Uh, like stock checks and things like that if you like traveling uh, and you you like going out and meeting new people for shorter periods of time as opposed to building a long-standing relationship with one person they're a really good opportunity to go out see the world see loads of different businesses from from the inside it's absolutely fantastic opportunity so all jokes aside like uh, there is a bit of segregation within the industry between uh, accountants and auditors but only because the roles are so different and normally it's quite a personal reason that you've chosen either one or the other so um jokes aside like audit can be an incredibly rewarding job and i would encourage you that if you do really like problem solving uh you like getting out and meeting people you do like a bit of travel like it it would be a really really great thing for you to to chat to people about and do some research
0: yeah and great opportunity though because as we said like not everyone enjoys being an auditor so if you are one of those who enjoy it then you know you're going to have that opportunity to go quite far in it because Yeah, it's difficult to find people with passion for audit, isn't it? So, yeah, if you you do have that passion, you're going to go a long way. All right, Rachel, next question coming your way. Very straightforward. How do Rachel and Aaron know each other?
1: (laughs) Is it a straightforward question?
0: (laughs) I I need to understand this one, so let me just take notes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Basically, I wanted Aaron to be my friend, and I followed him around for a while and... Now he doesn't ask me to go away anymore. Um, Me and Aaron are internet friends. We've we've actually not met in real life. We have plans to really soon, a couple of days after the next show, Um, but we're internet friends. (laughs) And yeah, Aaron and I both collaborated with QuickBooks. We were both on the Ask the Expert series, which is incredible. And um, yeah, we connected through there. And then since then it's been, I'd say a solid six months of collaboration, um, networking, friendship, like we've become really, really good friends. And I think it's something so undervalued in any industry is creating relationships and really good, solid friendship relationships with other business owners who do exactly the same thing as you. And like, we're not in competition with each other. Like there's more than enough accountancy services requirement to go around. Like in no way are we taking clients off each other or like there's more than enough to go around. And we both very mutually I feel like I take more than I give in this relationship, Aaron is an incredible source of like information, advice, uh, all of the things and like something that's really great is when we first connected I was on Instagram and Aaron was on YouTube and since then we've both really encouraged each other other, to um, move over and build a community on the other platform. So now I have a YouTube channel and an Instagram account and uh, Aaron has an Instagram account and a YouTube channel and like that's been something so wonderful and to be able to help each other and watch each other grow and like give them the tips that you m- didn't have anyone to tell you and really be able to see it come into fruition and then like really solidify the community that we're both building together is now amazing is that your version of events as well i, I
0: feel i feel really bad now because mine was keep your friends close your enemies close to- <laughs> <laughs> no i'm joking i'm joking no it is exactly right in fact i think it was me actually who um who reached out to you because it was um a mutual friend of ours <laughs> a mutual friend of ours Eber, was uh, saying that i should i should get in touch because of x well, i can't remember what the reason was yes but i i reached out um i think it was to invite you on the podcast maybe maybe
1: yeah, possibly yeah, it was me.
0: um and it just went from there yeah and, it, and you're right because it's it's very very um being a practice manager and going down that route can be very isolating sometimes um and you try and keep yourself around with other practice managers as much as you can but especially in our local area they're all going in very different directions so as much as i can talk to them and i can try and bounce ideas off them um and as much as i'm you know looking to Expand my connections with other practice managers, etc. It is difficult to find people with the same kind of common goal, and that's exactly where for me James and Rachel have that common goal. And I think it's you know can't wait to start talking about the nerdy stuff and how, how we.
1: Get... I think was another point to mention is that, like, even like on a personal level, we have hmm. we're at a very similar position in life. Yes. Like, we're, we're both yeah. engaged to other accountants. Like, yep. it's actually really, really lovely and. I think it's important to say like there's so many other practice managers out there and I'm sure those have very similar relationships to us. And it's about finding your people. And yeah, Yeah. even from from life, like there's there's lots and lots of uh, really lovely similarities between like where you guys are at in life and where we are. Uh, The fact that we're all four accountants is is great and really nerdy. Um, So yeah, that's how we met. We are internet friends, which I think is becoming so much more common like we we have someone staying with us now who we've met during the pandemic has become a client now a friend and like she has come to work with us for a week in an office with real people because lockdowns lockdowns crazy you know
0: lockdowns like that isn't it but i think the thing about both of us though we're very well we we've put onto the internet a lot of our personality haven't we so it's like it almost and 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 this is where the internet is working really in favor for a lot of people at the moment because lockdown means that we can't have that personal touch anymore we can't meet people and go for a coffee or whatever yeah. we can start to now but especially back in the highlight in the thing of it but so building relationships of any time so clients or mm-hmm. new new employees or whatever it's going to be but actually having youtube having instagram having those social outlets means that people can kind of already know what to expect sort of thing and I think that's really
1: 100% really powerful, yeah I, you it? go into like prospective client calls and they they feel like they already know you or like yeah. especially if yeah. like because we take on quite a lot of, like big Instagram accounts and stuff so I speak to people and I think I know them they think they know me and it's you've already broken down all of the barriers that really do exist with accountants yeah. there's stereotypes assumptions expectations that you're going to be told that you're wrong and shouted at and like none of that's there anymore because like you say we're we're so put our our, our true personality uh out there for people to see and, and consume exactly. content that it's really good and I, I think even accountancy aside it's there's so much more to our relationship and friendship and the things that like I, I remember nearly crying to you on um uh, like on, on zoom once because someone someone had been horrible to me someone had left a really horrible instagram comment on one of my things and it was the first time it ever happened to me and I remember saying to you like I just want to come off instagram I don't like it anymore and it was those conversations that actually like we are in a unique position. There's not many accountants in exactly the same position as us. And like to be able to support each other um, as friends during that time was, has been like so valuable to me, like in terms of keeping you sane and being able to say like, they're just an idiot. It's quite nice.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. And, and you know what, it's going to get even more crazy going forward, isn't it? With everything that's changing and everything else. And we're going to need these, these, Exactly what we're doing here—the going concern and all these sort of things—to have that outlet because, yeah, the world of accounts is changing and we're going to change with it. But we need to talk about it as we go along because, yeah. yeah, if you do it in a in a vacuum, it's just going to end up in in tears, isn't it?
1: So. Yeah, and I think more than ever there's some big personalities in the accounting space, like we were having a conversation before we came on, like how yeah. many, you know, there's the accountants of LinkedIn, there's the accountants of Instagram, yeah. there's the accountants yeah. of YouTube, and like there's some like different circles that people circulate in, and like everybody seems to know who everybody else is but some people have never met or they've never spoken or like it, it's just yeah there's some drama everybody it is, it is.
0: <laughs> exactly right exactly right <laughs> and we'll bring you that drama here on the going concern <laughs> each <and> every <laughs> um,
1: we've actually got a quite technical question which Go is for made for aaron considering the youtube video that he released today uh mm-hmm. so there are vat changes in the uk from today can from you explain today? that what
0: they are. Yeah. So basically if you are looking to sell outside of our wonderful country, the UK, then suddenly everything's going to change, especially, especially if you're looking to sell to Europe. So prior to now, VAT in Europe used to be relatively straightforward in terms of well, for smaller companies it was, it was as long as you didn't have massive, massive turnovers in individual countries, then you know, and we're talking thirty-five thousand in an individual country, all the way to eighty odd, hundred odd thousand in some countries. Then you didn't have to worry too much about VAT. It was one of those things where um you just send your goods over; they get an import duty, and it just used to come back. So all that was what it used to be. But now they're bringing in, and they call it IOSS, so International One Stop Shop. And the idea is that the idea there is that all European countries are now counted as one in terms of. Your VAT requirements, if you like, and the idea then is that if you're going to sell to a, um, a European country, then you've got to be really careful about how your VAT is going forward. So, really simply, simple way of looking at it is that basically, if you're going to sell to Europe, you're then going to have to worry about the fact that there will be VAT implications because all of those um, thresholds have now gone. Uh, technically, there's a ten thousand pound one, but we won't go into that. Um, But the idea then is if you're going to sell to Germany, then you've got to put German VAT on it. And if you're going to sell to France, you've got to put France VAT on it. Um, And if you're using marketplaces, and that's where a lot of our clients, and I'm sure quite a lot of Rachel's clients as well, and a lot of people listening, um, if you're going to be using marketplaces like eBay, Amazon, and all that sort of stuff, then they're going to be doing that complex bit for you, but you've just got to be aware of that, and you've got to be aware of there's a lot of red tape to be able to go through it. So yeah it's a big change
1: kind of saying like i'm actually just gonna just sell to the uk until until there's like better solutions or like because we've we've heard a couple of people that and we're sort of trying to like engage conversations with those people i just wondered if you've had the same
0: yeah i just i i completely understand where they're coming from it's just that there's such a i mean if they've been selling to europe already and their business is doing really well then it it seems It seems counterproductive to then turn around to say to them just, you know, stop selling to Europe and keep keep going to the UK because if they've got a demand, they've got a demand and they want to they want to keep pushing that demand. Um, From a like extra compliance point of view, this whole international one stop shop thing actually is really actually helpful because. Yes, from a compliance point of view, you've got the headache of setting up to begin with. But the idea is instead of having to do a VAT return in Germany and France and everywhere that you've sold all those different elements to, you just have to do one VAT return effectively for the whole of Europe. Um, And then that VAT then gets passed to all the different states and it goes from there. So actually, like once you've got through that first initial headache of getting your head around it and understanding the new um the new rules and regulations and everything that goes with it we're finding that clients that once it once it's clicked for them and they've gone actually you know what this is going to be better for me because i'm going to be able to um go and be able to make you know take advantage of this and, and really go for it and really push for it and, and maybe expand a little bit more than they ever have done um so we're trying to keep our clients positive with it um because yes you could kind of wait a while but i don't think it's going to get any better before it gets any worse easier is it no um and, and it's really the the push we've been trying to make is the push for stripe and um and um shopify and all those online merchant stores that are designed to help small businesses we want them to be taking the burden of this because really it's them it should be them that's going to be saying what that should be paid over and then you should be reporting and complying by that. So I think the more we kind of push down those avenues, I think it's going to be better. And yeah. that's when, yes, it will get better over time. So let's hope that that's, that's how it's going to be. And, and we're already working with QuickBooks and everyone else to try and make it so that, yeah. that, that data can be passed through from the um, e-commerce side to the accounting side to make things nicer compliant for you. So yeah, it, it will get there we will we will find it better for everyone i think um it's just awareness at the moment like making sure that you know that the new the new rules and this is only really applying if you're going to be selling goods so yeah so where's the the best place to go to to,
1: like if if we've got anyone watching that like is a an independent etsy retailer like what resources are available i know you guys launched a, a youtube video today right yeah
0: yeah so youtube but also etsy themselves and ebay and amazon they've all been really really good Um, to be a tiny bit careful i I found conflicting information from some of their webinars and everything else but the main kind of gist of what they're trying to say is that they're helping and and they're ready for it so they've been preparing for a while and just just to give you kind of a background into how things will change from you you will just sell it at whatever price you want to sell it they will add the vat on for you so etsy or ebay or whoever it's going to be they will then collect that vat so you have no vat to worry about The only thing you've got to do is that when you send your goods over to EU, electronically, you've got to give this particular number. So again, Etsy, eBay, Amazon, they'll all have solutions to do that. But the reason that number is so important is so that when it transfers from UK to EU, what you don't want to happen is that there's also an import duty added on. Mm -hmm. You imagine you're the person buying the item. If you've paid VAT upfront and then you've also got an import duty, uh, demand coming through you're going to be quite upset and it's quite a, a bad experience for the buyer yeah. so yeah as long as you're following those rules and again ebay amazon etsy they've got this already in place as long as you follow their rules and understand why it's important um, then basically you're going to be able to send information send goods over without having to worry about import duty. and i think that's a good thing because as a buyer i nothing frustrates me more by getting that thing through the post saying please yeah. pay your import duty and how to put it from there and you know that's the idea they're trying to eliminate that and and for us as the business owners we've just got to kind of run with those new rules and hopefully then we'll be in a better position going forward but yeah keep an eye on videos again we we did a video today um but whatever platform you're selling from they've all been putting some really good content out as well so just keep an eye on that as well
1: amazing what's the next question is this the last question i think
0: this is our last question i can't believe we're already 40 minutes in it flies by doesn't it um no dead straightforward question this one but again i think it would be a meaty one could yeah. you both explain a little bit more about your business and their journey to here oh, rachel wow. the floor is yours
1: yeah of course i would love to um i'm still a bit of a baby in the business world i think um uh, not because I cry all the time, just because I've not been doing it very long. <laughs> Thanks uh, Yeah, um, sometimes it's confusing. Um, yeah, so accounts and she um, sort of as as an Instagram page launched right at the beginning of, of August, twenty twenty. So we've not been going a year yet. Like this time last year, the business was a one man band with with fifty clients, and now there was seven of us working together this week with. Um, 288 clients at the last count Um, so we've we've scaled you know we've multiplied the turnover by five within within nine months and um, I have the joy, the pleasure, uh, and the opportunity that my life partner is also my business partner. So James and I run the practice together, which is the most incredible experience I've I've ever had the opportunity to do. I, a lot of people comment on, on that um point quite a lot, like oh, that they couldn't do it, or that it's quite um it, like is it difficult? And for James and I, we met at work, we're, we're both accountants and we have a long history of working together as well. We've known each other seven years. So for us, it just is brilliant. We're one of those really annoying couples that love spending all of our time together all the time uh, and don't like being away from each other. So it's it's incredible to, to run the business with the person you love and, and build something that you love as well that feels like family is just uh, incredible. Um, I mentioned before that I'm doing an MBA as well. So as well as running the business, doing all of the fun uh, YouTube stuff. I I also, in my spare time, I'm currently studying an executive MBA. So um, today marks the last six months of a two year MBA course, which is incredible and has a really, really uh, leveraged the business to a really high level. Um, And then there's the the speaking side of things that like Aaron has a very similar platform to me. We both do a lot of speaking events and really try and engage and educate business owners and and also young, young accountants, people that are considering a career in the industry. It's, it's amazing to have the opportunity to, to really like cheer them on. And we speak at careers fairs and all sorts of things like the Ted talk is coming out um, this month. So it's so many many exciting things happening, but um, yeah, our business is still really new. We have, we have big big plans for growth and, and to continue growing it into something that is a bigger family. So um, that's that's my story. What's your story, Aaron?
0: So I'll always, uh, one thing that always gets me when I tell my story is that when I was being, when I was in AAT, or I may have finished AAT in ICAW at some early point in my career, my first ever accounting job was a, a smallish um, family firm in Derby. And I'll always remember being kind of, Going into one of the um, account meetings, and I was going through some queries before a, a client turned up with with the boss, and I was going through all this stuff. And I always remember him saying to me, like, "Oh, these are sort of questions that when you're running your own practice, um you probably, you know, you 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 won't want to ask, or, or, or however he phrased it, I can't remember." And I always remember turning around again. I'm never gonna never gonna go down that route. I don't want to own my own practice. I just, you know, I just want to climb the corporate ladder. You know, <laughs> and that, that was always my goal. Was like, let's just climb this corporate ladder see how far it gets. But I was, um, I went into, from a small accountancy firm, I went into a top 25, just like yourself. Um, But we went very specialist. So we went into medical accounting Well, I went into medical accounting. And as much as I loved that kind of specialism and like really focused on one industry and and doctors and dentists and the wonderful world, world that it was coming from and everything else, I just felt like I was feeling a little bit like I was losing touch with the rest of the account or what i what i grew my bread and butter so i started my own little county firm i asked hr they were you know i had to go through quite a bit of rigorous bit from it but my whole remit was like i just want to keep in touch like i don't want to lose out of being there so it's great a little county firm um and that basically got me the opportunity then of being um approached to come on board with this project with bofix and the idea was bofix was you know we as a we as a bigger firm, we were trying to build this new brand, and we were trying to create this this like more in touch brand and everything else. But the more we built of it, it was more of a a really glossy front page. But in the background, it was exactly the same as every other accounting firm out there. And I just I just wanted to do things differently, and I, I had ambitions to the way that data was moving from from one system to another, and the way that clients were being dealt with and everything else and I wanted to have a go at doing my own my own thing and that's exactly where Buffets came from and yeah we've now got to the point where we've got staff members and we're doing the opposite so we had an office at the beginning and we're looking to move away from the office now um and and have a more hybrid working but it's just been an amazing journey and I think one of the things we've learned all the way through this is just you know how much you can take that that tried and tested formula and you know if you've got an ambition and you want to try and change it then then have a go at it you know do it you know try and make it the way you are rachel said at the beginning of this how um you know we're not in competition with one another because there are so many clients out there and that is so true and we're going to find clients that are suited for the way we want to work with them whereas traditional accountants will still find clients that are going to work with them. And that's going to, that's, that's great. Um, And as long as you're putting that right message out there and you're, you know, you're communicating the same values and you're trying to push the same things. And I think ultimately what you'll end up doing is you're going to find clients that are going to be mutually beneficial to both of you. So yeah, that's kind of where we are now and how we got to our journey. Um, But I honestly, I'm more excited about the next, next steps. I think, you know, we really are at that stage for us where we're thinking right what's next like do we go down to a specialism do we look at you know yeah. other aspects and how do we take advantage of certain breakthroughs that we've had and all this that and the other and it it's just really 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 exciting um yeah. so yeah I'm, I'm so excited for this next bit and you must be too like you know for you <laughs> you've got some great opportunities coming up haven't you and, and yeah no, you don't I, I, say I feel more, like our practice a
1: very similar size right
0: yeah i'd say so yeah i'd like, say so I you,
1: you you guys yeah. have definitely been, been around for longer than us
0: yeah yeah we w- one thing that we did differently was that um we didn't have that or we at the beginning we didn't have that explosive start we were very much a let's build these systems because i was a little bit tepid about does does my theory work sort of idea um and also we didn't Market correct at the beginning. We made a lot of mistakes when it came to market at the beginning. So. We were the
1: same. We were like, "Is this a good idea?" And then, like, all of a sudden, we were like, "Oh, oh God, everyone thinks it is." <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, which is great, and it gives such an opportunity. And, and like I say, like it's business isn't fixed. It's so fluid, and yeah. it changes every day. And I think one of the benefits of being a young versatile lean machine as a business is to be able to respond and it's really interesting that you say that you don't have a specialism and that you've been thinking about it because like in my mind the online space with online online retailers connecting into accounting software like I always view that as your specialty and like I ask you questions on you know like what what you know what what do your clients think is the best third-party re- retailer to connect etsy to quickbooks or amazon to quickbooks and things like that like I, i've always viewed that as your specialty because you more than anyone else i know have such knowledge and like passion as well it's it's a cool yeah, yeah. part of the internet and accounting and like that's always where i viewed your specialty so um
0: i think yeah. the thing the difference is that we fell into that as a again my passion just got got us those um, connections and we kind of went in there but we never We never marketed it and and we never have. And and that's what we're learning now is like, how do we, and, and that's the beauty of it because that's also given us those conversations with clients of look, we've learned these mistakes and we've learned that you can't just, you know, you can't just throw money at Google and hope for the best. You've got to be savvy about it and clever about it. Um, and it's great because, you know, we can, we're not just saying, look, do it because we think it's great. We're doing it. We're saying do it because we've been there, done that, got the t-shirt and, you know,
1: sold the t-shirt you know. on etsy
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly right exactly right so yeah I, I think it's a really good 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 time to to be and you know for us it's that walk the walk sort of mentality as well yeah. and i think clients really appreciate that and you know they see that you're doing the same hustle and you you've said it so many times you put it so well in terms of like you know people ask you "What? Well, how do you get time to do all your instagram posts and all this sort of the other and, and you've honestly said haven't you it's like well 11 o'clock at night comes around and i finally get time to get around to do them and and the clients are doing exactly the same so they see that you're doing the same hustle they see the same you know i think that that resonates so well doesn't it so
1: what do you think we do differently
0: in terms of a traditional accountant you mean
1: yeah as in like I, I i think you are gravitating towards a specialty in the yeah. quickbooks online uh like platforms like amazon etsy things like that like what, yeah. what your so i think i think I, from your you? point
0: of view yeah i think your point of view obviously your yeah. brand so the accountancy is all about um or i assume it's <laughs> all about influencers <laughs> and content creators and that amazing 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 group of of clients there and i think that's a, a wonderful one and i think for me strivex is that having that personal approach and having that um way where you can have that fd model within um a small business but at, at an affordable rate at, at something that people can have af- a bit small businesses can and will pay for instead of you know some very um I'm, how do I say this without, um, <laughs> without upsetting people? But some prices on the in the marketplace can be uh, a little off putting to clients. Put it that way, and it's I think
1: price. it's value. You know,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. It is value, and you know, you've got to put it at that price point and that value point that's going to be beneficial to both you and the client. And I think that's yeah. exactly where it comes from, isn't it? Because you know, you're you're giving that client the opportunity to grow and and build and. As you said before have that community society thing so that's where i think you you guys are different i think that's where you bring that that in and i i really like the fact that you've got those two brands as well because i think that gives you diversity where yeah in this day and age it's so important we've, we've seen it so much that it, that it is there so yeah amazing
1: i think that was the last question
0: was it really yeah <laughs> oh, i was going off, going off and off and off i can see i i could talk about this sort of stuff hours mm. upon hours upon hours
1: but we
0: won't well unfortunately well we will next week <laughs> for another hour all right then everyone so thank you so much for your questions remember if you're listening via the podcast and i've heard the podcast is doing very well so thank you very much for everyone listening downloading everything else that goes with it then don't forget to follow us on the social channel so you can join us live on one of our future episodes just like ashley has done so thank you ashley uh, thanks for uh, coming along um and we've had some other ones as well um and some other comments as well so thank you everybody who's been commenting on the live stream but do get yourself into some of future episodes and that reminds me rachel when are we back
1: we are back on the 15th of july so two weeks today uh please don't forget that you can submit your questions using the link which is already in the chat but we'll pop it in there again um you can use that form anytime it doesn't expire you can keep keep going back to it so aaron's Nana, you can submit more than one question at a time don't worry uh we'll we'll be here every fortnight to chat to you um yeah so please do put your put your questions in they they keep us going and um it'll it'll give anna's Nana a break
0: fantastic <laughs> rachel um what quest- uh, what videos have you got planned for this week anything exciting to tell us any oh, look
1: question. behind the curtain yeah we um We're actually recording a video tomorrow night. We're heading to a client launch party. So we've been able to really help her go from uh, an idea all the way through to able to review her pitch deck and and guide her through the angel and venture capital process. And tomorrow is the launch party. So we are taking the YouTube channel with us to her launch party, just to show that Mm -hmm. accountants do have fun. Um, Today's video that came out was how to read and understand a set of accounts. Like so many business owners Uh, Some people come to us for the first time. They're brand new business owners. Other people have been with an accountant six or seven years and then move to us. And they say, like, no one's ever actually explained to me what you're asking of me when you say, please, can you sign them off? So it's a step by step, literally page by page uh, review of a set of accounts. And if you want to see a set of accounts and you've never seen them before, it's also a really great, great opportunity to have a bit of a nosy. You can see see what accounts we're looking at. And it's you, a business
0: Aaron? very close to my heart as well. I've seen it, it's the uh, Testy yeah.
1: McTesterson Limited.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just, I just need that company to do well. That's so you know. That's what. I'll
1: incorporate it for your birthday, Aaron, send you those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, and then for me, um, this week is all about trying to give or trying to spruce up. Basically, if 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 you've ever had any accountants before, you normally get this really boring little spreadsheet or checklist of get your accounts ready and prepared ready to send into your accountant so i'm trying to spruce that up and i'm trying to give a step-by-step guide in how to prepare your accounts and get them ready for uh, submitting to your accountant so they can go and do the wonderful work for you so i'm going to spruce that one up as I, I said it before i will say it again we are still trying to get the day in the life of um, recorded and not else, that,
1: every day you have an opportunity to film that video I,
0: i know i know i just i've just got to get got to get around to it gotta get it done so with that rachel it is a goodbye from me
1: and it it's goodbye from me guys
0: thank you everybody <gasps> stay safe out there see you in two weeks time and i'm stalling because i'm trying to find the outro <laughs> Back now.